0: To another edition of the TMG broadcast podcast, um, we're coming to you again from Chino Hills Studio Seven C, um, and we're doing it on Wednesday again to kind of uh, recap the college football ranking uh, that came out last night. I didn't watch it. I'm you know I'm totally out of it. I have no team in this race, so uh, I was watching the Three Stooges. I think when it was when that that uh, telecast was on. But uh, we are again joined by the amigos, uh, Herb Gould, Mark Blouchen, Tony Barnhart. We're all here, ready to go. And Tony, I'm going to throw it to you because you do a little thing every week, kind of summing up what the ranking meant, what it didn't mean. Last week, I was told on this podcast that the Miami Clemson order didn't matter. Uh, I think uh, uh, the Miami grad I think mentioned that, but now you're saying that it does matter that they, they flip spots. Tony, go ahead. Well,
1: well, and I have to give I have to give an assist here to our resident Miami graduate, Mr. Blaushen. Yes, because we we spoke last evening, and, and my first inclination <laughs> was that it didn't matter. Of course, Mr. Blaushen, he's being the, <laughs> the, the the Yoda. Of our group, of our fair group here, uh, explained to me, "Oh, oh, oh, no, young one! Let me explain to you why it's important." And he was right. And and like all all you know, any reporter who has any kind of self worth, I absolutely stole it the minute he told me about it. There you go. No, uh, yeah. and he's and Mark's right. The reason that Miami moving to number two is significant doesn't matter where they would end up if you're two or three you're going to the same place in the playoffs. What does matter is if Miami were to lose a close game to Clemson in the SEC Championship game. Do the math. If you're at number now. two, there is a less likelihood that you'll fall out of the top four than if you're number three. Okay? Okay. That's an that's an extra spot. So in that sense, and I think the committee looked at uh, the way that Miami came back against Virginia, who hung in there pretty well last week, and said, you know what? Miami, on balance, has the better resume. And that's that's why the committee did it, and why if Miami loses to Clemson in a close game in Charlotte a week from Saturday, there's going to be a lot of internal debate, especially if Wisconsin. Wisconsin is, again, controlling the entire shooting match, her
2: to get sure. I mean, I, I, I loved what you wrote this morning. Uh, I really believe that. Yeah, Wisconsin wins out; they're going to be in, and the most logical thing, of course, is to take out the ACC loser. And there and also the pattern is emerging here of the key stat, which is fewest losses. You know, by moving Miami up, you got your two unbeaten's two of your three unbeatens on top, and now you've got Wisconsin knocking on that door if they finish up well against Ohio State. So to me, this is all, you know, everybody analyzes it like crazy, but it's all just sort of falling into place. And I do believe the tiebreaker of spreading it around to four leagues, even though nobody will talk about that, in a national playoff setting, you know, you really need to give the tie to the, to the multiple leagues. Factor rather than look for a reason to put two teams from one league in. Oh, okay. Uh, well,
0: this is all fascinating stuff. I've loved hearing about the playoff and all the conferences that are involved in it. But, but let's be be clear, Mark. Mark was you said last week that the order didn't matter, but this week it did. So you were wrong. The, that was then. This is now. I just want to be clear that you were. Well, as
3: I explained to Tony, it, it, it doesn't matter until you get to the last
0: ballot. Okay. And the Last I- ballot
3: does matter because. Uh, there, there, There is an a, a inclination if you are number two, to, and especially like Tony said, if it's a close game and you lose, well, then it's going to be tougher to drop from from two to five than from three to five. Although I did some digging after that, and, oh, and, and this is a little scary to me, is that what, this is coming from pretty peop, good people inside the committee, sources inside the committee that says that if – Let's, let's just play the scenario out, and everyone is talking about the scenario that, that if, if Ohio State is the Big Ten champion and Miami is the ACC runner-up, that's the, that's the biggest debate. If Wisconsin wins, there's no question. It'll be four champions. But um, the problem there is, is, is I was told, is that if Miami is to make uh, – run into that against Ohio State – in a committee's eyes, it has to be significantly better than than Wisconsin, which is a contradiction from last year, which I pointed out to people. That's the way they they they, they think. So I don't know. Uh,
0: interesting, interesting. I I have no you know real beef with any of, the, of what you guys are talking about, except and Tony. Tony, you were on the Amok panel, uh, yep. and, as was I a couple of years ago, and one of the key things that, that when they asked my opinion of it, I said, "Well, you're." It's important that you have credibility from one through twenty-five. No matter that the you know the bottom feeders really don't matter in the big picture, but your poll has to be credible. Uh, there was a lot of beef this week and uh, about Michigan uh, Mississippi State rising two spots um, ahead of other three-loss teams. And frankly, I can't. I don't get it, and I I, I really don't get Kirby Hokut's uh, explanation for it about. Mississippi State has extremely impressed with their tough schedule. Uh, Mississippi State has played BYU, UMass, La Tech, Charleston Southern. Um, and their Sagarin ratings in strength of schedule are behind other three law schools. Michigan State is four in Sagarin. Uh, Mississippi State is forty-six. Uh, Northwestern is 35 Michigan, which isn't even ranked as 45 Oklahoma state is 18. Um, again, is this for people that want to pick on the SEC and claim that there's a bias that they're propping up the bottom to strengthen the top? What's the argue? What is the rationale for Mississippi state?
1: Well, the, the only thing that I can think of, and I was surprised at, at that jump too. The only thing I can think of is the committee was a week late in giving Mississippi state the credit for almost beating Alabama. I mean that's that, that the, was a 28-21. But uh, that's that's score. it.
0: Yeah. Right. They're but, yeah, but, they're living on that ranking. I mean, they yeah. they lost to uh, to Georgia and Auburn by 67 total points. That's uh, it blown seemed,
1: out. but the, but their but their
0: losses, their three losses are <laughs> to number
1: 1, number 6, and number 7. And I think I think that's a factor uh
0: as well. Okay. have... Anybody, so, anybody, Anybody else have a problem with this, or is that, that just nitpicking? No,
2: I. I what well, my my big picture comment would be that this stuff is very subjective and arbitrary. I keep sitting here looking at this and saying Northwestern twenty two, same record as Michigan State, and North and Michigan State is sixteen. Except that Northwestern beat Michigan State. Oh, that okay. <laughs> then they. <laughs> invoke, you invoke the head to head when it's convenient. You invoke the quality wins when it's convenient, you know, and and I think that a lot of it is just sort of, I don't get too hung up. No,
0: yeah, I mean, there's not much to argue about, really, because, uh, but what the integrity of the poll is the only thing I was saying. I I kind of impressed that. Look, you know, if you're going to get people complaining about 2022 and 23, then, then, you know, you want the poll to stand up top to bottom, and uh, it just, you know, you don't want people making these arguments this late in the season, you know, just, it's unnecessary, I think it's unnecessary, really. To, to have well, well, I,
1: but, but Chris is right, 1 through 25 is relevant, because at some point, somebody somewhere is going to say, we picked team, we picked team A over team B, right. because team A had four wins in the top 25, and the other team only, team B only had two. Or three, right? Okay? So that's why one through twenty-five is relevant because you're going to use that information as a justification for picking one team over another, right?
3: And it's, and it's also relevant, guys. And in any other bowls, like the, uh, the way the committee is going, is the non-playoff bowls will be determined as best they can by the rankings, the final rankings. They're going to try and get say seven against the eight or nine against ten if they can to yep. make matchups, and so those have fact those those play a role.
0: Yeah, uh again this is just all goes to you know your poll is only as good as your 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 number 25 I think but uh we'll see how it plays out there's so much we got to get to this week uh it, it's just amazing all the 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 news that dumped um let's start let's get into the Baker Mayfield thing Herb wrote mm-hmm. a really good story I thought Today about, you know, how do you judge a Heisman candidate? I mean, you look at, at what the mission statement is for the Heisman and character and integrity are, are part of that, but I, I think on the ballot it doesn't mention any of that. When you actually vote, it just says the most outstanding player. What is it? And, and, and did, did what Baker Mayfield did on against Kansas last week, grabbing, grabbing a Sooner sack, as I call it, or a crotch grab, uh, I mean, should that... Uh, Influence your Heisman vote, and we're all Heisman voters. So, um, although we can't really, we can't say who we voted for, I guess, or going to vote for, for fear of getting our our ballot well, yanked.
2: You know, one thing I would say, Chris, is I, I haven't seen, I haven't looked at the ballot this year yet. I don't know if we have it yet, but no. I it does, it does say the most outstanding player with display of integrity okay. right on the ballot. Well, I do it, believe. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> And and so, you know, that's always something I mean I don't like to be I don't like to be real uh over the top about that. But some of these you know, if people as I mentioned in the column, I mean the things with Cam Newton, you know, with, with the questions about whether there was or wasn't a payoff, and uh Winston with you know not being charged, but there certainly was a lot of smoke there, even if there wasn't fire. Johnny Manziel – you know, we, we've got this pattern going of, of guys who really do not pass the integrity test. And uh, maybe I'm getting to be an old coot, but if they tell me integrity counts, then I'm going to count it.
0: Uh, get, getting to be? <laughs> No, <laughs> you know I love you Herb. I know I, I know uh Jersey guy has strong feelings about this. Um but the thing is, you know, this is, happens we get suckered into this all the time because you know Baker has done a great job apologizing. Uh, I've never seen a guy apologize like this guy and look and looked like he means it. He's like you know, Tammy Faye, you know, in terms of uh, uh tears and, and but you know he keeps doing it over and over and no no you know no kidding he's apologizing he's 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 two weeks from winning, you know, one of the top individual awards uh, they hand out. Uh, yeah, he's in He's in damage control, but should we believe him? As, you know, I, I don't know. No. <laughs> no, I don't
3: think I don't win for a minute. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? I mean, if, if this happened once, that's fine. But, but look at his history. It's time after time again, and he's not, and her point out, he's not a young kid, and he's He's a he's an adult, and, and, and he's been in the spotlight a long time, and he's done his time after time after time. So, you know, like I said, it's not going to affect whether he wins or not, I don't think. But but I, I'm not going to, you know, my inclination now is I'll, I'll still wait till the last game is played. But I'm not going to put him on top of my belt because I, I think, like her, I think integrity and waking up so should have some factor in it, not not all of it, but it should factor into your vote.
1: Well, to, to to me, this is the perfect uh, line of demarcation between the Big Twelve and a conference like the SEC, because in the Big Twelve, he talks smack to Kansas and Baylor <laughs> for crying out loud. If he and if he did that in the SEC, I'm telling you, the guy would get jacked up. He'd get jacked <laughs> up, Big Time. I mean, no, no, it's it's I, so I, true. I, listen, well, first first of all, it's not going to affect whether or not he wins the Heisman Trophy. It's going to affect. Some people that vote for him. So the, the the real, as as we as I said last week, or the week before, there's, there's 900 people voting on the Heisman Trophy, which is about 852 men. <laughs> uh, but the, but the fact is, it's not going to affect the impact. But Mark's absolutely right. It, it ain't like this is his first time. Okay, he, he nobody has pushed back on this guy
3: enough. And listen, it, it's a, it's a challenge. For a thirty-four-year-old
1: head coach, he could not let it go. Yeah, you know now, and so he'll he won't be out there for the coin toss, and he'll you know won't uh, be out there to start the game. You know, but you but but the but the thirty-four-year-old head coach could not let it slide. He had to do
0: something. Yeah, like. this this reminds me of the time I was sitting in Mike Price's office at Washington State, and he was telling me what a great guy Ryan Leaf was. You know, oh, yeah. when he was up for the for the Heisman, and and this is after I had just talked to Ryan Leaf and knew that he wasn't a great person, but you know the, these coaches and, and everyone on uh, surrounding him are going to put on the best you know face on this, uh, it's it, it's it's hard to, it's hard to judge. But Tony, you're so right. Why are you wasting your time back talking Kansas? I mean, this is the most that was the most telling thing to me is that he gets in the NFL. Uh, you know, all the teams are, are good. Oh. You know, it's like, why are you wasting your energy on, on 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 Kansas? That and Baylor, he did the same thing. It just it, it's confounding. It it suge- suggests to me that he has an issue that he can't control. Because if you can't control it against Kansas, you know, wait till someone really good pops shit or may, says something. Well, it'll it'll come up it'll come up
1: in his NFL interviews. Yeah,
0: you can, you can count on that. Yeah, so. but, they, but none of it didn't stop anybody from drafting Johnny Manziel or Cam Newton or Jameis Winston or you know you know, Ron, you know Ryan Leaf went number two. You know after all these alarms, they they dress them up and then they get their money and then the real person is revealed and then you have to pay the you know you pay the piper later. Uh, but you know, good stuff, but let's move on. We have, you know, I'm knocking these issues off one by one. Uh, Chip Kelly, you know, since we last spoke UCLA, uh, you know, dropped the bomb on Jim Mora, you know, and thank goodness, uh, I guess that USC, uh, uh, you know, held on and won that game. Cause now we know that, that, the UCLA people were, were rooting for UCLA to lose that game because they were about ready to pull the trigger on their coach. It would have been hard if they won, but Mora's gone um at ucla chip kelly moves into the four and it looks like he's got a decision now florida or ucla two completely different uh you know uh, settings and and infrastructures and 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 urban uh uh, you know versus rural that kind of stuff uh tony from the florida perspective i mean are they what's what's going on with with chip are they uh uh, are they ready to, ready to offer his or Are they just wait for him to make a decision?
1: Uh, one of the veteran reporters and a good friend of mine by the name of Buddy Martin, yeah. thought, I thought had the best analogy when he said, what Florida has done on, on the, in the Chip Kelly game is they've moved the ball down to the two-yard line. Now, it remains to be seen whether or not they could punch it in. Of course, then somebody on Twitter had to respond, well, don't let
0: let Doug Nussmeier make the call. They won't get it in. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> that's the,
1: so that's neither here nor there, but but I just question. You know, I've heard nothing but good things about Chip Kelly as an offensive mind. Okay, his other issues, his his Willie Lyles issue out in Texas. That that's something that you're going to have to work through. Yeah. But I just I don't see him as a cultural fit at Chip at Florida. At Florida in, in a okay. league where a culture cult, being a cultural fit right. is a really big deal. Okay. And so, I think, you know, we've talked about Chip Kelly. He's not a glad hander. Doesn't slap you on the back. did not go to alumni events. And man, when you coach in the SEC, that is that is yep. absolutely expected. So it's going to be an interesting decision uh, all the way around. To me, he could, he would fit in more at UCLA simply because nobody would care if he didn't go to the alumni functions. Yeah. Okay. And he yeah. and he, he, he could get a house out by the beach and. All is good.
0: That's a, that's
1: uh, it, a good it, point. He's a different animal. He can, he
2: can yeah, get – go ahead. The Rick. other part is that he's got a history in the pack. Well, I, I agree with you, Tony. I mean, some of these reaches, you know, Florida, there's several that come to mind with their hires since Spurrier that were guys who are, you know, had a lot of coaching credentials, but they weren't good fits. And it's sort of surprising that they're that they're bent on doing that again. Uh,
0: Jersey guy, he Chip Kelly's. He's from your, you know, he's a New Hampshire guy. It's close enough to where you got where you yeah. are. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you make of? Uh, of well, here's
3: here's the thing, and then and then one of uh, one of Tony's boys, David Pollack, pointed out. Last week, I thought was interesting when Chip Kelly became a star. His system was pretty new to everybody. Yeah, Since right. then. A lot of people are how, – how how effective will it be the second time around when more and more schools are using it, yep. and then will he have the same success? That's a good question.
0: Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I got a chance – I spent two hours with Chip a few years ago. This is at the height of kind of his, his – the mania. Uh, went to an organ practice, and was my, my, I was just blown away at what he was doing. And then I spent, you know, two hours with him in his office. It was a fascinating – uh, you know he's a just a interesting guy, but like I said, once you left uh, that meeting, I didn't know where he, where he went. I didn't know whether he had his family. I didn't know how much he cared about, you know, uh, about Eugene. It uh, turns out maybe not much. So I don't. This guy's kind of a mis mystery, but I think Tony and and you guys, I think you guys are right that he's probably a better fit in U UC- at UCLA. He can get lost in the woodwork of of Los Angeles. Uh you know structurally it's 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 a it's a different question because there's a lot of bureaucracy at UCLA in the UC system you know trying to get a stapler trying to get a film projector uh he might not like that very much at all but um uh coming in 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 the situation he'd be coming into uh you know they might just give him you know he might get carte blanche and, and
3: uh, Well dude here's here's the question you you know better than anyone how how desperate is you are the UCLA people to be top dog in that town?
0: Well, I mean they're, they're desperate, but uh, everything in in Los Angeles is relative to to where where they mm-hmm. uh, where you are, uh, and nothing is is that is you know, there's no such thing as SEC desperation here. I mean, I and I you know
3: well, honestly, it, I mean?
0: no, I, I mean uh, look, if UCLA had won two more games, Jim Mora would still be the coach. I think they would have been happy with eight and four. Um, so there's not that kind of desperation, uh, you know, as, as there is in the SEC. If somebody loses four games, they're going to get fired a lot of times. But I think there is a sense that, you know, enough is enough. This is a this school should be – this program should be better. And they haven't won the, the Pac-12 title since 1998, and they haven't won a Rose Bowl since 1986. They should be better than that. Um, and, you know, they, what they showed by firing Moore is – You know, this Under Armour money with $280 million deal has made them do things that they wouldn't have done before. Uh, You know, they'd love to hire, uh, uh, you know, guys that, uh, you know, John Wooden made $38,000 a year and and sort of set the bar for, you know, ensuing contracts. And they'd love, you know, they they wish Carl Durrell or Rick Neuheisel would have done, you know, former players would have coached 20 years. But, uh, you know, the money has made it different. Um, and they do have, you know, the UCLA has their Phil Knight and Casey Wasserman. Uh, he's kind of their, their big money, uh, donor. Uh, so they have to, you know, they have to be better than this. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. It'll see, interesting to see what happens if Chip doesn't go there and what they do. Um, you know, then now you're into plan B, C, D, and E, and F. So, uh, interesting stuff, um what else we got going on? lots of, lots of, it, I, I there's a couple of things that we want to get to one is the we always talk about these rematches in in the mountain west and uh, you know this is not a power 5 conference but Boise and Fresno uh, which are already uh guaranteed to play in the the title game have to play <laughs> a regular season game at the you know end of the year uh, i don't know how you avoid this but how you know, how do you play that game do you not try do you uh uh, rest your starters, uh, you know. Well, here's,
3: here's here's the thing I asked about that, Chris, and yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it does. Doesn't the the winner get the home field advantage next week?
0: Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Um, maybe that's maybe that's the
3: incentive. Yeah. I mean, it's not a neutral site, so it's a higher ranked team.
0: Oh, huh, good point.
1: Um, well, well, along those lines, guy, I got a question. If if you're David Shaw, are you going to start? Love Bryce Love against Notre Dame. Yeah, no, no one knowing that you know
0: that you're going to be playing for a ch- probably be play, playing for a championship next week. Well, you're not going to know. That's the I, I I have to look at the t- uh, the times of those games, but you know, it may it may matter or you know, may, but it may not. You know, it's uh, they don't they won't they don't know that whether they're going to be playing for the Pac-12 title uh, until the Apple Cup is resolved. So I mean, I don't right. so. Um, that's a great question, and plus, you know, Heisman consideration. I think a lot of people are looking for somebody else to vote for. If Bryce Love, who's, I mean, really been heroic the last few weeks, he's playing on one leg, and 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 it's just been amazing what he's doing on a on a bad ankle. Um, but yeah, if he goes nuts against Notre Dame, and 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 Baker Mayfield should somehow. I don't think they're going to lose to West Virginia, but. Um, you know, I don't know. That is a really tough call. Uh, uh, I don't know what I don't know what David Shaw is going to do there. The other point about that game, and this is how screwed up this league is out here, USC, which played 12 re- weeks in a row, which many thought was unfair, now has a huge advantage of having a bye week, mm-hmm. uh, while the two other teams, one the, the team they're going to play is going to be playing on five days rest. I mean, you wonder why people are going nuts over this, over scheduling in this, in this league. That's that's a competitive uh, disadvantage. Um, well, there's another
3: thing too, which I found out this morning. I was looking at it. Is you, your 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 commissioner out there, Doof, has um, is going to have nine bowl eligible teams? I think he is. Um, and the <laughs> Pac-12 only has seven bowl slots.
0: Uh. Well, does that mean that UCLA – well, if UCLA needs to beat Cal to get bowl eligible.
3: Right, and Cal uh, and County, is
0: bowl eligible. Oh, yeah, the, yeah or Cal – yeah, the other way around, right, right, right. And
3: it's right. It's
0: Cal, a, or Utah is bowl eligible. Well, it's okay. They, they,
1: they can have one of the SEC's
2: 35 bowl slots. <laughs> Delaney will give them a really good deal on some Big Ten bowls because uh, they're not going to fill their slots. Uh, well, well, quick,
3: yeah. quick lane bowl in Detroit is available.
2: Well, you know
0: Cal, UCLA, and Cal. Boy, do they travel? Those those people will show up anywhere. I'm sure they'll they'll be Motor City or wherever. Um, right. UCLA doesn't. They, they don't travel to the Rose Bowl. So I mean, to the to their own home games. So it's you know, that's a big problem for them. Even if they do get bowl eligible. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I you know the the second tier Pac-12 bowl games are, uh, you know. Uh, who knows? I mean, the big here's the here's the question. And Josh Rosen, now that Moore has been fired, and they get bowl eligible now, he said he is going to play in his team's bowl game. I don't know that he should. I mean, if the, if the, they just fired your coach um, and they get bowl eligible, Josh Rosen, you know, in the Cactus Bowl or whatever, why would he want to play in that game? Mm. You know, uh, is there or should he? You tell me. You tell me, you guys. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he if he's gonna be a, the number one pick and and look, he he looked against USC. He was clearly the better pro ready quarterback in that game. He was he threw passes that you know Darnold wishes he can throw. You know Darnold is the win is a winner and he's a gamer, but Rosen's ready. I think uh, I have I have questions about his want to and his attitude and. But you know he's he's the finished package, and you know why would you want to you know blow your ACL out uh, again? We're going to go through that like we did last year with Fournette and McCaffrey. Uh, I think it's got to be the players' call. I mean, I don't I don't get I don't get upset when players do that. I don't know mm-hmm. why people do.
2: Nope. Uh anybody have a nope. different
0: opinion on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know going back to your original question, uh, I, I think you. You give love his showcase against Notre Dame and, and see what happens, you know, not only to win the game, but also to see what happens on the Heisman front. And, you know, as long as you think that, you know, he's in a decent place health wise. I mean, if he's really gimping around and and you would aggravate it, you know, the risk is doesn't doesn't make sense, then maybe you hold him back. But other than that I think you play him. 'Cause that, that's a big time game for Stanford. It's a big mm-hmm. game for Notre Dame too, right? I mean Yeah, absolutely. That, Although that, I don't know, you know, I haven't done the research. I see a lot of people tracking Notre Dame into cotton bowl and the orange bowl and I don't know whether winning or losing changes that, you know, because Notre Dame, I mean, I remember Way back in the day when I was on Notre Dame, they were trying to gerrymander them into a bowl with a losing record at a time when that was unthinkable. And people always love Notre Dame because they, they just attract. I think that was a, you know, an Independence Bowl or
0: something like that, I don't know, years ago or something in Shreveport. Blau, uh, is that game important Notre Dame if Notre yes, Dame has nine wins? Because or-
3: it, it is because, because the committee's rankings on those other uh, – um, those committee's matchups is based on rankings. So if Notre Dame loses a third time, I mean they're still popular, but they're not. The, the other polls aren't going to have a choice and take them. The committee will decide. We'll, we'll look at the rankings, and, and a, a SEC and Big Ten teams are ranked above Notre Dame. They will take those spots. Like if Notre Dame loses, they won't get the Orange ball bid, and and they might not get the Cotton ball bid because they will, might be ranked behind, you know, a Big Ten or an SEC team. So it is. It is important.
0: Okay.
2: And it's also important for Notre Dame, you know, and, and for Kelly in terms of off-season spinning, you know, if they lose this one, then you're talking about, you know, really not not showing a whole lot in the last four, if you count that meltdown, you know, that, that giveaway stuff at the end of the Wake Forest game. Whereas if they win this one, they can sit and say, well, we had one bad night in Miami, you know, I mean... Right. This, there there are, you know, there are spinning implications for Notre Dame. Plus, you know, these guys like to win. I mean, you go all the way up to California, you don't wanna be dogging your way home.
0: Yeah, uh that, I mean, that, that it's always been a, a decent matchup too. Um uh so we'll see. Let's let's get to something. Rivalry weekend games. We've got a lot of good ones and and uh and some that we thought were gonna be good. Uh Florida State, Florida. Wow, boy, can't wait for that one. Uh mm. Uh, but, and even look, Herb, Ohio State at Michigan, which used to be a game that everybody, we, we, you wouldn't even argue about the best rivalry, you know, uh, our Iron Bowl, I guess, Iron Bowl. But Ohio State Michigan, that's a diminished game now, isn't it? If if Harbaugh loses to to, a, to, a, to a Ohio State again, I mean, what's going to be the fallout for that?
2: Well, you know, the Natives are going to get a little restless with Harbaugh. They already are. Uh, on the other hand, you know, you you got to really do some, some reaches to, to figure out a path to victory for Michigan in this game. And that would be a pretty big upset, given what those two teams have shown. Uh, I, You know, I... I think people are wrestled with Harbaugh, and I think what it does is it really puts a lot on next year. You know, we see this often. I mean, we said this about Brian Kelly at Notre Dame a year ago, and they turned it around. Um, You know, Harbaugh's got to get some things done, especially losing the Michigan State game this year, which didn't, you know, look like an uphill battle. He's got to get some things done, but I don't see how that happens this Saturday unless he gets like a miracle out of that squad. Yeah, and plus the court, he's got a quarterback. I mean, he's got to
0: play O'Corn Corn again, right? Because the other guy got hurt last week, which is uh, uh, you know that's
2: right. that's a critical. He's he's, he's got to get himself a quarterback, and he's got to. I mean, he's got to have a big time year next year, and I have every expectation that he will. I mean, he always has done that. I mean, in a sense, people are right to be restless in Ann Arbor because, given what he did at Stanford and what he did with the Forty ers you know, he hasn't he hasn't shown that yet. And, um, you know, next year is just huge for him. Yeah,
0: um, stick, sticking with the Big Ten just for a second, Wisconsin at Minnesota, which I thought like a week ago might have been a challenge, but what what happened to Minnesota last week? And where what's what happened to Row, Row, Row your boat? What's going yeah, on yeah, Minnesota's
2: a Yeah, is Minnesota is a skittery kind of a team. I think that, you know, and I think I even wrote that, that, you know, clobbering Nebraska at home was more a statement about how far Nebraska has fallen, uh, you know, because then they go to, you know, they go to Northwestern and they has got nothing on the ball. I don't think that Minnesota has enough to deal with Wisconsin. Wisconsin is just so sound defensively, right. that, you know, and they, and they run the ball so well. I, I don't see a way that that, that, that can happen. Right. Uh, but so, you know, he got them jacked up for that Nebraska game, and I think they have a good – bright future but but they don't have horses to play with Wisconsin this week. Yeah. I think we lost uh, Mr. College Football.
0: I I think he, maybe he's on the Paul Feinbaum show or something or doing <laughs> something with the SEC network. So, we're going to have to take over his conference right now so we can, you know, take our shots now. Uh, the the Bama the Iron Bowl uh you know, look. I think I think Auburn's going to win. I, I I don't know why. <laughs>
3: You uh, picked them number one.
0: I did pick him preseason number one, but Alabama has been, you know, uh, they have been you know, vulnerable, whatever that means for them. But, uh, you know, I, I like this game. It's it's at Auburn. Uh, so uh, I'm going to stick with my uh, my preseason number one. Um, what else we got going? I was going to ask Tony about uh,
3: well, the – Well, the other thing is, is, is in the South, I mean, they both should be wins for Clemson and Georgia, but they both better watch out. I mean, Clemson – Clemson's got to play South Carolina, which is a dangerous game, and Georgia's got to play Georgia Tech, and that's a dangerous game. I I don't think they can just waltz in and expect to, to 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 walk away with a victory. So I think that's that's going to be a, you know a point of contention for for both of those schools.
0: Yeah, I mean those are you talk about rivalry games, but that you know the Clemson South. I mean those. I think it does matter when when the teams are relatively you know when there's not a huge disparity between talent. Um, uh, you know, South Carolina can you know geek it up. I think, and and Georgia Tech on any given day with that, you know, that offense is you know can give you fits too. So, um, yeah,
2: you know, there's a lot of people around the country that are rooting for Georgia Tech and South Carolina. Oh yeah, that absolutely. Put up their playoff, uh, Abs- absolutely.
0: What are we missing? Are we missing anything? Uh, yeah, uh, anything about uh, BC at Syracuse? Boy, you know that's. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a, there's a lot of stake there. I mean, uh, what, what time is that game? It's, it's ineligible, and, and BC's got <laughs> six wins, so um, they're playing for the pinch drive ball.
0: Oh, here, but here, but 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 I missed this one. Friday, Miami at Pitt. Now, yeah, uh, okay. I mean,
3: that's 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 a danger game because the game's at at Pittsburgh. It's early. in the It's at noon. It could be cold. I you don't know what it is. You don't know how Miami's going to react. I mean, I'm a little worried about that with our Miami fan. And here's the other thing: now, I think it's a, it's 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 probably doesn't make any sense. But Mark Ritt at Georgia averaged 9.5 wins a year for 15 years, and it wasn't good enough because he didn't win championships. And, and now he's he's got Miami back quicker than people think. Think. Well, what happens if say? What happens if if Miami loses one or, or both of the next two games? Does Mark Ritt again get get? Labeled as the guy who can't win, you know the games that count. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be an yeah. interesting two or three weeks for Miami.
0: I think Miami will probably give him a, you know, a, a, a little more you know, a slide on I,
3: that. Well, I, I agree. But just the perception of Mark Rick yeah. is that he's he's a very good coach, but but when he comes to to punch time, he doesn't beat the rivals he needs to beat. Yeah.
0: So see, hey, I mean,
3: I, I I I think it's an unfair criticism if it comes but 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 I but but that that will come up if Miami loses one of the next few games
0: yeah uh and a reminder getting back to the miami pitt game uh blau uh, uh who did Pitt beat last year Penn State Penn state who else thank you yep did, they, who, did who who beat Clemson last year didn't they beat <laughs> Clemson too uh I believe they did yes they did <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mr. <laughs>
3: Mr.. Well, thank you for that
0: but, information. Yeah, so Pitt, so you talk about giant killers. I mean, Pitt has has a reputation going you know back to last year, Now, I don't think they're uh, I don't know what their story is. I know the they lost Matt their quarterback a while back, so I haven't kept yeah. track, but yeah, they got a giant killer reputation, so um all right, I think that's it. we got uh you know we got the big uh, group of five sh- showdown. Right, uh, South Florida, uh, Central Florida. I uh, guess that's for is that is that for the bolt the major bolt. No, no, no. Memphis, the
3: winner's got the winner got
0: to play Memphis. Oh, Memphis, yeah, Memphis, fast charging Memphis. So right, see that wasn't. And
3: here's the thing is, is you know, Boise State's still in the mix. Uh,
0: yes, they are. My, my Boise State. Yeah, I, I used to be a Boise State homer, but uh, yeah, um, I, I I and I I wrote this for broken coverage, but I go through the Kirby. Uh, transcript uh, every week just to, to see how many mentions there are of the Pac 12, you know, just for fun. Uh, you know, in the transcript, zero this week. I mean, the mm-hmm. conference was not, there was the pac, The word Pac 12 was not mentioned in the transcript, but Boise State was. And Kirby was very impressed with Boise State, which lost to Washington State, by the way. Uh, it blew a 21 point lead at, and at lost Portland. to Virginia. Yeah. but yeah, boom. So, yeah, Boise. Uh, uh, Boise, as we call it, Boise, which is Boise, is means um, uh, the trees. By the way, in case you didn't know that, Boise. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. I didn't know that. The city of trees. It's is is uh, is what it is. Um, and I, I
3: if, 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 here's one other society Chip Kelly is is announced as the UCLA coach in the next ten days or so, right? Yeah. And you happen to meet him, see, see the, the first thing it says, "Glad to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke
0: between us, but <laughs> Chip, uh, yeah, well, uh, he probably won't remember me. Why would you? Why would you remember me? You, know, you only, spend an hour talking to him. Two hours, but only yeah, uh, you know, only Mac Brown would remember you. You know, yeah, yeah Mac Brown, but certain coaches, they 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 don't have they don't have the time. Yet. Anyway, uh, all right, are we done? Are we done? Thirty-eight minutes on the clock. That's probably enough, don't you think?
3: Well, right. We 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 can you know get ready for for the fall championship week weekend next week. That'll be good.
0: All right. Well, we had to, we had a lot of good topics this week. Um, and uh, it, I, look a couple results this weekend could make next weekend pretty interesting. So we will. Uh, oh, I'm
3: the final limb, though, Chris. Yeah. Uh, who's the Who's the UCLA coach going to be?
0: Uh, but, but I, I I don't know, Mike Leach. Really.
3: You're not picking
0: Chip Kelly, okay? I, I don't know. I don't know what Chip Kelly thinks or wants, but I will tell you that Chip, that Mike Leach, want uh, wanted the job or at least inquired about the job uh, that Jim Mora got. So I don't know. You know, everyone says that Mike Leach is probably destined to one of those SEC openings, but uh, he's a you know he he went to Pepperdine Law School. So I don't know right. what these guys are thinking. These guys are really quirky, uh, interesting people, uh, but. Uh, uh, definitely, uh, somebody that's gonna, you know, supercharge uh, the app, the atmosphere and the crowd, and the fan base and the crowd base. And I think either one of those guys would do that. I mean, Mike Leach is a riot, and I don't, you know, if you I don't know, if you, he says stuff. He had a, he had a rant this weekend about, uh, on a week uh, they're playing their biggest game. He's giving wedding advice to some some reporter. That's getting married in nine nine days, and it's just, you know, it's just unbelievable stuff. Uh, all right, we're out of here uh, next week, probably Wednesday again, I guess. Until then, adios.